Okay. So this is the first formal episode of me and my new podcast. So essentially, I've created this platform to speak a little bit about some things that I like to talk about, whether that be with friends or family or myself, as I do live alone now. So a lot of this intense reflection on life um, happens between me and myself and I, which is fun, but I thought I would choose to share that with other people now. So that's, that's both empowering and terrifying. So on that note, I'm just going to start talking. So today, I felt like talking a little bit about living alone. So essentially, I realized once I moved out on my own, how much of my life was spent living according, I don't want to say for other people, or living in a way that accommodated other people, but I think that so much of the way that I formulated my everyday routine was around what other people were doing, what the routines of other people who I lived with were like as well. Um, So when you live with other people, whether it's your family or your friends, Um, or whether you have roommates who are strangers, a lot of how you formulate your everyday routine is based on whether or not these people get up early in the morning, whether or not they're night owls, what time of day they make their meals, whether or not they like to work out or be active. A lot of my experience living with friends or family has been surrounded about how they live their lives and kind of what their expectations are as you as their daughter or their friend or roommate. Um, So what I've come to realize now is that when I would live with people like my family, a lot of what I would do on a regular basis was to kind of fulfill the... Obviously, I was living for myself and doing things that I enjoyed, uh, whether that was getting up early in the morning, starting my day with something like journaling, getting all the shit that's in my brain out. Um, So obviously, I was doing things like that. But now, the more that I look back, I'm like, ooh, a lot of what I was doing was also because, you know, if I woke up early, then maybe like the rest of the people in my house also woke up early. So it was something that I did, not to try to fit in, but to, you know, it became part of my routine. I think there's just a lot of external influences that subconsciously influence your own personal decisions that you might not be, like, consciously aware of. Um, So some of the stuff to do with self-care as well, like laundry, cleaning the house, doing dishes, stuff like that, because I am somebody who cares what other people think or what they think of living with me, I think a lot of what I did was for myself, but also out of courtesy to other people. And I think once I started living alone, there wasn't that need to, you know, make sure the house was clean for other people, make sure that my space was clean so that, you know, other people respected that, or make sure I did the dishes because other people need to use a sink. Like, there's not that same kind of 
necessity to get things done because you care about other people and them also sharing that space with you. So I think what I have noticed living alone thus far is that not having those people there to do these things for, uh, I really had to step back and say, okay, so I have to be doing this for myself. I have to do the dishes because I want to clean the sink. I have to shower because I don't want to smell, you know? There's nobody here to tell me I smell. I simply have to shower um, for me so that I don't smell. I have to wash my bedding for me. I'm the only one sleeping in it. Um, I have to clean for me. I'm the only one who's in here in this space, and I have to make sure that my space reflects the way that I want to feel internally. Um, So essentially, the reason why I'm babbling about my own internal struggles is because living alone made me go fucking crazy. I realized how much of what I was doing, I was on autopilot. I did shit just because I knew it would make other people happy. I knew it would make them respect me. I knew that I was a great roommate. I was a great friend. Um, that I wasn't a nuisance living in someone else's space. And I think when it's your own space, um, I didn't have that kind of pressure almost. It was, a, it was pressure that was solely put on myself by myself. But uh, it was definitely an adjustment not to have that uh, yeah. So this brings me to the discussion of lifestyle change. When things like this happen and you change your environment, you change your space, whether that's moving, uh, leaving your family home, moving in with new roommates, moving out on your own, whatever it is, just change in general. I think it's, it always brings different realizations and it, brings you closer to yourself, your own internal dialogue, and things that might be overwhelming or stressful. Um, So it opens up these conversations with yourself, and it makes you realize certain things about yourself that you might not have if you stayed in the comfort zone. If you stayed in that space where you've, you've been able to identify how you like to live, who you are, and I think part of what I'm experiencing now is figuring out who I am on my own. Who am I actually when nobody's around? It sounds so cliche, but it's like, who are you when no one's in the room? I think Jesse Reyes has a song that's like, who am I when no one's in the room? It's something like that. You know what? She's talking about who are you when no one's watching? You know, who are you when nobody's around, when there's no other influences? I can't believe I just sang. Oh my God. Okay. So anyways, as I'm recording this alone, I'm thinking, okay, living alone, that's a, that's a discussion in itself. But I think what, what I'm going to merge into now is the idea of individual accountability and kind of dealing with um, holding yourself accountable, but also being kind to yourself. And I think this is something that's such a hard balance because when I was finishing my undergrad and my roommate and one of my best friends, Julia, when she was living with me and she left, her exams always finished before mine. She would leave and go home and I would be, I was left alone to finish exams. And I remember just thinking like, damn, although this person who I lived with, who I loved living with, like she was never, um, she would never put pressure on me to 
you know, finish school or do assignments or to start things, or there was never any kind of pressure coming directly from her, but just her being there, her presence would motivate me to do work. Um, if I saw her working, it would motivate me. Uh, I knew that if I sat around all day, you know, maybe she would see. And not that she would even judge, but I just knew she had eyes and, and from an external perspective that could see me and potentially judge me. And I think that's what pushed me um, to do a lot of what I did, to be as productive as I was, to work out every day, to get up every day at six, to finish my exams, to push through my undergrad, despite all of the external challenges that I was facing at that time. And so when she left, I remember thinking, damn, like this takes a lot of motivation of like personal discipline. Yeah, to want it, uh, to do it, because there's no one there to tell you, you know, you have to get to work type of thing. So I think that's when I first started to experience those feelings of like, wow, this is a full time job trying to motivate myself to get shit done. But I think it's a whole new level when you really, you never have that. It's like, there's just nobody here that will know if you stay in bed all day or if you don't eat or if you eat too much or you don't clean up and your space is a mess. Like there's nobody who's going to be on top of that. You are no longer a child. You don't have parents who are telling you what to do. And I think that aspect of having full control over your own life is like I've said before, empowering, but terrifying. Um, yeah. So something I have, been trying to do lately, which I've spoken with my beloved best friends about lately, is the idea of not letting fear run my life. Um, what do I mean by this? So fear is something that has always both driven me and hindered me <laughs> in many ways. Um, fear is not inherently a bad thing. Fear is a normal human response to things that uh, can potentially put us in a position of danger. Like it's a normal human protective mechanism. Uh, we experience fear when we sense danger. So for me, fear has always been something that has both held me back in certain ways, but it's also been really important um, in my journey because it's pushed me in a lot of ways to do things that I might not have otherwise done if I didn't care. So for me, like fear has been a good sign in some sense, like I care about what happens to me. That's why I'm afraid. Um, so having said that, I think a lot of my internal dialogue, especially when I moved, uh, was to do with fear and whether it was the fear of losing routine, the fear of losing old good habits all of my conversation with myself was to do with you know I'm afraid of not waking up early in the morning like I used to or I'm afraid of eating too much and gaining weight because I won't be happy then I was finally in a good position I was finally happy with the way that I looked the way that I felt what I was doing with my life and I think I let fear take that away like I was no longer happy about everything I'd accomplished because everything that I've accomplished all of that pressure of people saying like, look how far you've come, look how, look how much you've accomplished. That made me terrified of losing that, of ever falling short from all, all that I've accomplished. And, you know, people in my life who are proud of me would, would remind me, you know, look how far you've come. 
look how far you are removed from this person. I think for a long time that scared the shit out of me because I was thinking like, I'm not far from that person. Like that person that you're referring to, like she's in me. I am her. I'm not far from that person. That person is me. I've worked really hard to get where I am today, but that doesn't mean that, you know, this is, this has come easy and that I'm no longer in that position. Um, so I think that just created a lot of fear. It created a lot of fear surrounding losing everything that I have worked so hard to accomplish thus far. So instead of focusing on the fear, what I came to realize, which is sounds incredibly simple, um, it's nothing revolutionary, but instead of focusing on how afraid you are to lose the good, how afraid you are to potentially regress from this position of progress. Think of what you, where you want to be, where you want to go, how you want to get there. Think of it in a positive light. If you're afraid to sleep in tomorrow, don't say that to yourself. Don't go to bed in fear of not getting up. Instead, why don't we think about how excited we are for tomorrow? What are we going to do tomorrow? What are our goals? What do we want to accomplish? If we have a lot to do tomorrow, maybe we do want to get up early, but you, you can't be afraid. You can't start to project that into the universe. Like, I'm not going to manifest the fact that I'm terrified of sleeping in tomorrow. I will, in fact, sleep in. I have now put my energy in a place that is solely negative. I've now put all of my energy towards this negative outcome that will now, like, morph itself. into Like, all of my energy was focused on all of the fear, everything I didn't want to happen, and I think that's the key right there is that it's that's the opposite of manifestation. It's like I'm no longer putting my energy into all of the positive opportunities that I have ahead, all of these things that I want to accomplish. I'm doing the exact opposite and putting all of my energy in the direction that I do not want to go. And I think this really shifted my mindset in itself. It's like, why am I putting so much of my energy into this fear? Uh, that's exactly what started to happen. So as soon as I got here, all of these fears, all of these things that I didn't want to happen, like naturally, they started to happen. I was starting to gain the weight. I was starting to lose control over my eating again. I was starting to lose routine, motivation, happiness. Everything started to go downhill because I was so afraid of going downhill. And I think that like, I don't know if this is spoken about enough, but it's just this feeling of like, once you get to a place where you want to be, when you have anxiety or depression, you're automatically in a state of, it's like um, scarcity. It's like, you know, something bad is going to happen. You know that this isn't permanent. You know that you can lose this at any time. It's this like desperate need to hold on to this good, one good thing because everything else is shit. So it's like your brain, um, because you're so comfortable in the sadness and because you've dealt with, um, you know, so much of that lack of motivation um, and so much of that lack of, you know, self-love, when you're depressed, it's like this one good thing you have to hold on to with your, like, for, for dear life. Like, I'm going to hold on to this one good thing and I cannot lose it. And I think that's when it becomes really problematic because if you put all your energy into focusing on not losing something, like, you will, in fact, lose it. I'm so sorry to break it to you, but you will lose it. Um, and I think that's what I'm experiencing now is just... And essentially, everything I didn't want to happen happened, and I realized why that was. So, from here on out, 
I have been trying the best that I can to focus my energy on what I do want to happen, what I want for myself, why I'm here, um, and what my purpose is. And if that means stripping it back to what is your purpose in life, do it. Because I guarantee you, nobody, like not enough people ask themselves that question. Because it's scary. It's terrifying to ask yourself, why are you here? What is your purpose on this planet? And I think that's why nobody asks themselves because because of the silence there do you hear that pause that's why nobody talks about it you don't want to sit with that you don't especially when you live alone and i get it but these are important questions to ask um because it's important to know the answers it really is and then you can write about them and journal like i do and (laughs) and think about it all day so that's good um but yeah i think Based on the little, very important and very meaningful conversations I've had with the people that I love in my life, this stuff isn't talked about enough. And I think it's interesting for me because in my friend group, I am the first person to have moved out completely on their own. A lot of my friends live with roommates um, or family members or whomever. They have other people in the house. And it differs depending on the relationship to those people, the way that that impacts the way that you live. But I think it's been really interesting for me to look at how living alone has impacted my mental health and where I'm at right now. And I think being at the lowest point uh, in my life right now, I think that I've felt since I was a teenager, I think since I was 15 or so, 14 or 15, um... I think, okay, let's talk about this because this is not a linear um, kind of thing. Healing is not a linear uh, concept. It just isn't. Um, That's not how it works. You don't just keep going, progressing without a burnout. And I think coming from a place of someone who refers themselves as having lived nine lives, I think it's it's kind of crazy to look at everything that I have accomplished um, in the short amount of time since being a teenager, but also like how tired I am from just pushing through. I think I was just thinking about today, how at the beginning of the pandemic, um, there was that time when, you know, the memes were going around about people binging everything on Netflix and not having enough to watch because they've already watched it all and sleeping in and quitting their jobs and or losing their jobs to the pandemic and um, not working, not in school, whatever it was, everything changed. And I mean, that's out of anyone's control. That's not in anyone's control. It's nobody's fault. It's That's what happens. And I think I missed the boat on the whole just fucking relaxing just sit the fuck down watch something on netflix and just relax like you are in a state of fight or flight the world is facing a global pandemic and what did i do like i didn't sit down i didn't i didn't re-download netflix no i kept everything on my computer out of reach i didn't let myself have access to any kind of streaming platform because i don't fucking trust myself Uh, As someone with a very addictive personality, I cannot even let myself get a taste of relaxation in fear of just fucking going into a deep, dark depression uh, forever. So that kind of zero to 100 extremism 
is not healthy, but it's also like so hard to have nothing in moderation because then you naturally fucking burn out. So because I'm going to take advantage of the whole, you know, recouping, taking care of yourself and just chilling while a global pandemic takes place, I really pushed through, you know, I finished my undergrad, I still worked and, you know, I worked out every day. I still ate healthy, I took care of myself, which was very important, but I think I never, I was taking care of myself in maybe a different way than I should have, or I don't even want to say it like that, but just in a different way. Um, and I was pushing through, I was distracted, and I didn't have time to think about everything that's gone on, and as soon as I got here and was living on my own, I, f- I feel like it all caught up to me, and I really did think, geez, what the fuck just happened? Like, I <laughs> really was like, what? Like, what? what is going on? Um, yeah, I'm still in a place of, like, pure confusion. I don't know what has happened these past two years. And, frankly, these past five years have just been a fucking... Just been tiring. Like, it has not been easy to, you know, push my mental health to, to the side and essentially say like okay well like I know you're you know you're depressed like I know you're suicidal but you know you got to do school like just get your degree and then we'll figure it out and I think it's always been like just get here and then we'll figure it out we'll deal with it and I'm like definitely feeling that I'm having a little bit of a harder time with the whole pushing that aside now I think it's really creeping itself into everyday life um yeah, to the point where I, yeah, I couldn't shower anymore. It was like, okay, before I was, you know, working, school, friends, dating, everything. It was, I was doing everything all the time. There was no breaks, no time to relax, no, I remember my therapist saying like, just take like half an hour in your day and I just do nothing. And I was like, excuse me? Like I was offended. I was like, why would you say that to me? Like, how? <laughs> how is that going to help me? Like, I was genuinely personally attacked. Like, I was offended. I felt attacked. I was like, how dare you set me back for my goals? Uh, and yeah, I've come to realize, you know, 30 minutes. 30 minutes has now turned into 12 days of doing a whole lot of nothing because I didn't give myself that time. I didn't. There was nothing in moderation. Everything was go, go, go. And I'm feeling it now. But, uh, wow, you know, I didn't realize talking to yourself, it's, uh, it goes by fast. Um, I think I'm going to stop talking now. I think that's what I'm going to do. Um, this was just a little bit of an insight into kind of what I want to be doing, uh, when it comes to the podcast and just talking about stuff that, you know, maybe even, like, I know my friends can relate, family members can relate, um, it's just some of the things that I'm experiencing now, and I've talked to my parents about them living alone, and, you know, like, how did you do it? Um, did you have these feelings of, you know, just not, not knowing what the hell you were doing, or realizing that you really just had to be in it for yourself, um, yeah, and I, I, I just think it's important to talk about, and, not a lot of people do because it's it's uncomfortable but yeah I think I have 
struggled less talking to myself than with other people lately. So if I don't have the energy to talk to my friends right now, maybe they can listen to me on a podcast and feel like they're talking to me. That's, that's the goal here. But anyways, this is the beginning of something hopefully good, something that is an outlet for me. If nobody listens, that's okay. Um, this is just important for me to do for myself, I think, and a good way for me to share what is going on in my head. And there's a lot, clearly. Um, so yeah, this is podcast one, baby. Big things coming. Actually, I have nothing planned yet, but you know, this is just, this is a start. So anyways, bye. (laughs)